people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. May the grace and peace of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that here on earth we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence, and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. As people exult when dividing plunder, for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child has been born, a son is given to us. Authority rests upon his and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Word of God, word of life. The second reading is from Titus chapter 2. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age, to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went 
from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had see heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Please be seated. Grace, peace, and good tidings to you, friends. And again, Merry Christmas to you all. We've been drawn together yet again around the story of Jesus' birth. And I'm particularly grateful this year for the opportunity to gather for Christmas worship. This is a festival, as we all know, that carries with it so many layers of memory and significance can learn a lot about a person by asking them to share about their Christmas traditions, what they did in their family. For many, it's a time of gathering with loved ones, eating delicious, mostly sweet foods. It's a time to sing treasured hymns and carols, time to deck the halls, watch our favorite Christmas movies, and put up twinkle lights. And at the top of our Christmas trees, we might have a star, which recalls the star resting over Bethlehem from Matthew's Gospel. Or perhaps some of us have an angel that sits on top of our tree. Those angel tree toppers are reminiscent of the angel in our Gospel text tonight from the Gospel of Luke. After Mary has given birth to her baby, we're told that an angel appeared to some shepherds tending their sheep overnight just outside of Bethlehem. And I think about angels when preaching in this pulpit, since I've got uh, two wing angels on, on either side of me here. Do not be afraid, the angel says. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be the sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And just to emphasize the point, a whole host of angels, the heavenly host appears and bursts into a song of praise, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. Now pop culture, as you're aware, has done a lot with angels over the years. Perhaps some of you remember the TV show, Touched by an Angel, or maybe you've watched the movie It's a Wonderful Life this year or in previous years with Clarence the Angel. And you probably remember from that movie that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. 
More recently, uh, perhaps some of you saw the show Good Omens with the angel Aziraphale. Uh, our culture seems to love and imagine these stories of angels, but I think it's fair to say that we modern folk don't quite know what to make of them, that those of us on this side of uh, the scientific revolution have trouble with these otherworldly creatures in our Bible. What are we to make of them? Rowan Williams, who's the former Archbishop of Canterbury, once said, the angel, once said of angels, odd as it may sound, thinking about these mysterious agents of God's purpose who belong to a different order of being can be at least a powerful symbol for all those dimensions of the universe about which we re have no real idea. Round the corner of our vision, things are going on in the universe, glorious and wonderful things of which we know nothing. That doesn't mean that we should, shouldn't try to understand things in other ways, but it is simply a reminder that not everything is going to be, is going to make sense to us from our point of view. We never reach the end of our knowledge, of our bafflement and amazement of creation. So if nothing else, I hope as we read the Christmas story this year, you'll see these, this heavenly chorus of angels as a sign that there's often more going on regarding God's purposes than initially meets the eye. That we are not the only force at work in God's dream for the world. And this is certainly true of our Christmas story. God is at work in ways unimaginable to the characters in the text. One important thing to know about this story, and it's right there at the beginning, is that the baby Jesus is placed in opposition, in contrast to the emperor, to Caesar Augustus, and the other powerful leaders of the day. Notice how our story begins with all the bigwigs of history, the emperor Augustus and the governor Quirinius. The history here is a little vague, but the point is clear. Jesus is the true Lord, and Augustus and Quirinius are fakers. You see, Caesar was also called Savior and Lord and Prince of Peace in his time. Those were honorifics for him, too. And so part of what the Christmas story is saying is that this newborn baby is also, is more than Caesar, Savior and Lord. That there is a Prince of Peace and it ain't Caesar. Likewise, this heavenly chorus is a one-upmanship of Augustus. You see, early, earlier in the emperor's reign, he heard a chorus of men singing his praises. Try and imagine this. Uh, it so pleased him that the choir became a part of his uh, entourage, his spiel at honorary contests. He raised a tax financially to support the existence of a 40-person male chorus to follow him around to events. Talk about an ego, right? Can you imagine hiring a choir to follow you around and sing nice things about you? So Caesar had 40 earthly singers that he had to pay to be there. But Jesus, on the other hand, the newborn king, has a massive heavenly choir that sings his praises spontaneously at his birth. More is going on here than meets the eye. There's a commentator who writes that one of these choruses is clearly better. One of these births is clearly more important. There is a new emperor in town, and he is a much bigger deal, and his name is Jesus. Earthly tyrants think they get to write history, that they have control. But the Christmas story reminds us that there's another author working behind the scenes that even the schemes of tyrants will be made in the end to serve God's purposes, most often without their knowledge. There is so much going on here that meets the eye. Now, I'm not sure what you are carrying with you this evening. Some come with joy, others with sorrow, others come with worry, and others with skepticism or obligation. Some are grieving, some are sick. Others carry stress or a painful relationship or thought. Others are excited to get to Christmas dinner 
and open presence. But whatever it is that you carry with you this night, I want you to hear an echo of those angels singing in a field. Because there is more going on here, here and now, than meets the eye. You could look around this afternoon, this evening, and you could see a, a modest group of us and wonder what difference our being here could possibly make for the world, could possibly make for your life. But from a different angle of vision, our voices join the heavenly hosts today. Our story becomes Jesus, Jesus' story. We become part of God's dream. And it makes all the difference. On Christmas, God has made the decisive move toward us in love. God has entered our story, our history, in mercy and is taking on our humanity. In the middle of the world's nightmares, God's dream is breaking in and making all things new. Jesus will make God's intentions clear towards you. You can trust that this God is on your side, is recreating you, is on the side of wholeness and peace and justice. This God is at work beyond our imaginings, beyond the corner of our ability to comprehend. And this is essentially what the angel said of Jesus' birth to those shepherds long ago. Perhaps the primary job description of angels is to deliver a message of God. Angel means messenger. And the message is simply this. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. You remember nothing else from tonight. I want you to remember these three phrases. Good news, great joy for all people. The birth of Jesus is not a mixed bag. It is unreservedly good news of great joy. And this good news is not just for some. It is for all. It is for you. Our hymn of the day sings the mystery. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old, from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to all, from heaven's all-gracious king. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. We join the song of the angels tonight, and that melody carries us forward. A whole heavenly host praising God's name. The mystery is that the glorious song of old is always echoing in our world. Peace on earth, goodwill to all. If you don't think you can hear it, listen to the voices of those around you. The song is heard in acts of love and service done in the name of Jesus. The song is heard when the hungry are fed, when there is peace on earth. All of that is God's dream breaking in. The song of the angels is heard at Trinity tonight. The song is for you. Christ is born. There is good news of great joy. The Prince of Peace is among us, and he's here for all people. It is for you, my dear siblings. Amen.
we confess our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. our prayer. Receive our prayer. Receive our prayer. Receive our prayer. Receive our prayer. God's ever-present love is proclaimed through the faithful who came before us. We give thanks for Mary, John the Baptizer, Elizabeth his mother, Joseph his family, and all who point toward your love. Merciful God. Receive our prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you, spoken and offered silently. Confident of your grace and love made known to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please take a moment to turn around and wave or share a sign of peace with those around you.
We won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font uh, where you can, if you brought an offering with you, you can leave it either on your way up for communion or as you depart tonight. For those of us online, uh, you can uh, give online to Trinity Lutheran uh, at tlcmsn.org and click on online giving. Thank you so much for your generosity. And we'll sing our offering hymn. Let us pray. Gracious God, your word made flesh brings harmony to the earth. As we offer ourselves in these your gifts, prepare us to receive the grace and truth you offer at this table and renew in us the song of your salvation. In Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory. That beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to the love of God whom we cannot see. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
O Creator, from the beginning of time, you have been with us. You save us again and again from ourselves, from our hatred of others, from our judgments that we know more than you. You created us as whole beings, minds, bodies, souls, all together, all connected. You bring us prophets to point the way, to call us in, to call us toward love and life. And yet we turn away. It is too hard to see. In the creative darkness, in the beginning of time, the depth of Mary's womb, you knit together a real human body that comes from another body, a connected body, a baby. We hear your cries to eat, to sleep, to be held, to be changed. In the incarnation, in becoming human, you know what it is to bleed, to hurt, to cry out for justice from a body that was tortured. You know the pain of speaking up against the things that separate, the pain of oppression, of those who think they get to define who counts as human. And yet you gave us yourself. You gave your own body and blood to heal us, to bring us closer to ourselves and one another, to heal the broken connections within, without, and between our whole beings. In this meal, you connect your body to ours. We remember that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, it's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. O Holy Spirit, thank you for promising to infuse this bread and wine with the Spirit of Jesus. Saturate the wine and the insides of the bread with your Spirit. Use it to unite us to Jesus' body and the bodies of all those around us. Unite everyone who eats of this meal until at the last we know the joy of connection with all that is around us. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we share some instructions for communion. First of all, I want to say that everyone who is here, uh, everyone with us tonight, is welcome to commune with Trinity Lutheran. Uh, this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran, and the invitation comes from Christ. Commune today, you will uh, go to the side aisle and come forward, where at the front there are these two side tables where you will pick up an empty cup, and you'll bring the empty cup to the railing where it will be filled with wine and where you will receive bread. After you've communed at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup in this bowl by the center aisle and then return to your seats. If you need or desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two side tables. Just pick them up and bring them to the railing with you. All is now ready. Receive this invitation to communion. In Christ's manger, at Christ's table, come see what God makes known for you.
please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, wondrous God, for Jesus, God with us, and these gifts of bread and wine. As we have shared this feast of love, strengthen us to share your love with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll now be doing our candlelight uh, portion of our service. Catherine and DeAsia will be coming down the center aisle with lit candles, and they will pass the light to you down, uh, down the center aisle. Um, so please help us pass the light to one another. It works best if you tip the unlit candle so as not to pour wax on people. Uh, you may be seated for the, for the candlelight portion service.
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We have beheld Christ's glory, glory as of the only Father, from the Father. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. In the word was life, and the life was the light of all people. Please stand as you are able. May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, and the determination of the Magi, the peace of the Christ child, Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. You may extinguish your candles. <laughs> 